dirt, I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to it. Welcome to the often imitated, never duplicated, <laughs> throttled up the podcast. And we are excited tonight. We've got a couple great guests in studio with us. Uh, we've got, oh boy, Zach Burton. Oh boy. <laughs> and Dirt to Media's own Ryan Bowling. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. <laughs> Glad we got you on. It was I, tough. It was a tough sell tonight. Well, I am too, because, you know, Ryan's got some big things coming up. He, We're going to talk a little bit about the live broadcast he just uh, put together for Fun Fest. He's a uh, sound engineer for a, a big upcoming project. Yeah. Uh, probably, just, probably the last time we ever get him on our show. It is. He's probably going to yeah. be too big time for us. <laughs> now, see, now, I, I will say this. I've got hope still that uh, that old boy over there, he's, he's going to be loyal to us till the end. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Anytime you show up at 10.30 p.m. at the race shop to help him get a race car put together. <laughs> and Leonard. And, I mean, I, there was there was two of you there. I think one pitched in. <laughs> I'm not going to – I don't remember which one, to be honest with you. But I know that there was a, an observer and there was a helper. I'm really interested now who the observer and who the helper was. This was my graphics guy. I remember this. Yeah, yeah oh. I did I did letter the car that night with, with Nikki's help. So you don't remember me holding the door as you drilled holes? We both did yeah, help push yeah. it in, though. We did both helped you push it in the, the garage. I believe it. I don't remember it, but I believe it. <laughs> wow. I'm glad I remember it because I, <laughs> I don't know how you remembered it. <laughs> That's valid. All right. Hey, before we jump into our first round of sponsors here, I do want to let everybody know about some exciting new things that we've got going on here at Throttled Up at APR Media Studios. You can go, and I've got the QR code up here right now. If you're watching uh, on your you know, computer, TV, whatever, you can scan that QR code and jump on right away to the Throttled Up Fan Club. It's a Patreon account. You can get it for $3 a month. Uh, and we're going to have some after-the-mic episodes that are going to be posted there exclusively for our Patreon um, subscribers and fan club members. And tonight will be the first episode of those Patreon accounts. So we will... Uh, We'll have a little after-the-mic show uh, after we go through the normal stuff and have a little bit of fun and and maybe maybe some things that you will want to make sure that you uh, you get a chance to hear. So, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so before we jump in with these guys, let's uh, play in our first round of sponsors here, and we'll be right back. Race fans, In the Fast Lane Productions has rebranded itself as Dirt to Media. This is a huge win for us as race fans as they will be expanding their coverage to three local racetracks. For a mere $9.99 a month, you can choose between race action from Thunder Valley, Twin Cities Raceway Park, or Brownstown Speedway. But really, who can choose? So for only $13.99 per month, upgrade to the VIP membership and receive video from all three tracks. The only question I have left for you is, what are you doing? Get over to dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. Hey, Matt, what would you say is one of your most prized possessions? Oh, it has to be my racing t-shirts. And you've got an impressive collection. But I heard about a new place. P3RacingShirts.com is the one and only place offering genuine custom racing shirts with no minimum quantities. Their shirts are printed in full color using the latest technology and direct-to-garment printing. They have custom designs for several different car types and specialize in our favorite... Dirt track racing. That has to be great for the local driver. You don't have to buy all those up front. Absolutely, and they don't have to hold all that inventory at home. What did you say that was again? P3RacingShirts.com. Let's check them out. Octobuilt Performance Differentials in Louisville, Kentucky, specializes in race, performance, and street differentials. Don't trust just anybody with your differential. Make sure it's someone who's a proven winner. Contact Mike Kessler today at 502 639 7886. Again, that's Mike Kessler at 502-639-7886. Octobilt Performance Differentials, a proven winner. Does your yard have a dead or dying tree threatening your house or property? Do you have an unsightly stump you're tired of mowing around? 
have trees that need trimmed up against the house? If you answered yes to any of these questions, call our good friends at Kane's Tree Service. They're fully insured and offer free estimates. Call Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. Tree trimming, tree removal, stump removal. Call our friends at Kane's Tree Service today at 812-344-5917. OCC Seamless Gutters is the only place to turn for new 6-inch seamless gutters, gutter repair, leaf guard systems, and gutter cleanouts. I mean it. Go outside right now, and if your gutters have trees growing out of them, call OCC. Let me give you a little hint. Schedule them for a time your wife is gone and take all the credit. OCC is fully insured and offers free estimates. Call them today at 812-592-7899. Or visit their Facebook page at OCC Seamless Gutters. And we are back again here with Ryan Bowling and Zach O'Boy Burton. Zach, I'm going to jump in here with you first, man. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the racing season and you had some ups and downs. But overall, and and you can disagree with me, I thought you had a pretty successful year, man. It wasn't bad. Uh, Definitely a lot of ups, a lot of downs. the, the good thing was we got on a roll and we kind of figured out where we're capable of being. And then the bad thing was we got there in the middle of the summer and we kind of plateaued and then just kind of wasn't able to get back to where we wanted to be. So ups and downs. I think from last year to this year, though, was a definite up. Absolutely. I mean, a whole lot. You, you really improved your whole racing program. Absolutely. And that just takes the getting hooked up with the right people and spending some money and just doing – just learning more than anything because if you're not learning then you're you're behind if you're not trying stuff or just trying to improve on your own stuff then it's it's not ever going to happen what do you feel like the the most thing you learned in 2019 from 2018 i learned a lot of stuff there at the end of the year what not to do just trying to get back on the track uh because like i said we plateaued right there like in july and august june july august that was i mean that was way beyond my expectations for the year where we were right there and then when we kind of started to fall off a little bit i kind of got happy with kind of got set up happy trying to change stuff around to find speed again and it kind of i think it knocked us out of the ballpark more than anything and i gotta say we we joked a little bit there before we came on but i know that you know we had called you guys or we were texting you guys about you know coming out there for the mars race there in the middle of summer when Matt and I came over and and hung out with you guys. And I got to tell you, man, that was one of the most heartbreaking things I've seen because you were right there coming out of turn four, and and I wanted it so bad for you. Oh, yeah. And that was – honestly, that was one of the the last nights that we were on our our high streak, you know. And uh, if I had to go back through the season and look, I mean, we had a couple second-place finishes, but running – man, I wanted to make that race so bad. That's – I mean, I, without you guys, I wouldn't have even been there. I talked myself out of doing it, I mean, to the point where I had my race car ripped apart so I wouldn't go, and then it just all came together, and I I told Nikki, too, I was like, I'm not, I refuse to let myself believe that this is a possibility, and then, you know, Chad flips in the heat race, and it puts us in a decent spot for the Concy. I mean, we started on the front row. I knew we weren't going to stay on the front row, but they took the top four, and we, I mean, the guy was leading the the freaking Mars points that passed us on the last lap. So that was, uh, that, that kind of showed what we were capable of. And that's why the end of the year was kind of so frustrating because we knew what we were capable of and we just never could quite get back to that. So that's where we got to go to work this winter and figure stuff out. I also want to give you a shout out because my son, you know, this year was the first year he really got to start coming to the track and, and you know, I've, Zach, you've always been one of my favorite guys, but we were over there for fan appreciation night. The whole family was with me, and, and you know, Nikki grabbed my son right away and, and gave him a hat. You signed his hat, which has become the biggest battle in this house because his hat is autographed by Zach Burton. My Zach Burton hat is not. Um, but then you guys got him a T-shirt that says crew on the back of it. He literally today, he stayed home sick, and we actually got to go to Dirt to Media and watch a little bit of races because he came to me uh, as we were upstairs and said, Dad, are the races over? And I said, yeah, they're over for this year. And he was he was heartbroken that he wasn't going to get to go back to the races. So we pulled up Dirt to Media. I'll give a little plug there for, for Dirt to Media. And, 
and on the Roku app, and uh, he was able to watch some of the races there on TV. And uh, but shout out to you, man. We talk about here on all the time about you know building that next generation of race fan and those people that love the sport. And and I can't tell you how much you've done that in my son. I mean, he uh, he's a three Z guy all the way. We need all we can get, but you know, if you just having the opportunity to sit in a race car you want to do the things that you wish other drivers would have gave you the opportunity to do you know even if it's walking by your car and getting to sit in it or just being around somebody because i know i mean i sat in the stands as a kid my whole life and the first first person i ever got to talk to in the pits was mike jewel and that i remember that to this day you know and just he was the first driver that ever reached out walking by as a young kid and talked to me so that's that's something that sticks in your head forever so Ryan, I'm going to jump over to you there because uh, we, we did talk a little dirt to media and, and um, you had a pretty crazy idea here with the Fun Fest coverage. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know if you feel like it was a crazy idea or not, but, um, but it, was, you, it was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> for sure. and, and, and I know we talked. I mean, it was you had been given suggestions to just do a one camera setup, make it very normal to what throttle or excuse me dirt to media would typically do in their your replay coverage and you decide to go a lot bigger so what are your thoughts after the fun fest man it's a lot like zach's talking about his racing it's it's very similar to what i'm doing honestly just just listening to him it, you know we're spending a lot of money we're trying to learn we're trying to figure stuff out as we go we have good nights we have bad nights um you know i think overall the fun fest we wanted to like i knew that what i could do you know and what we could do as a team like i knew what we could put out there and i said why not like this this is our first ever live show let's let's throw what we've got out there and just see what happens and it was crazy you know i mean you were right there um you know we all seen the hours that went into that and 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 you know it, it was a big big deal for us and 15 straight on saturday yeah 15 straight on saturday i was actually looking back at that uh, last night and like the the broadcast archives and i'm like jesus we were there like it, it was it was you know it was a grind but like you said it was crazy but we got through it i'm very proud of that um you know it's definitely i, I think we got some people's attention and we can we can move on from that and I, I do have to say, you know, going back to that Saturday, that was one of those times that I, I don't think I realized how exhausted I was until I got home Sunday, yeah. you know, because it was. I, it, I don't know why you was exhausted. You just sat in that trailer and watched TV all day. <laughs> hey, I, I can tell you, like, it, it, you know, I, that week right there, I had. I didn't see you walking those stairs. <laughs> Yeah, but I had to comment all the time about how bad your announcing was. <laughs> I, got sick of, I got sick of hearing you. I don't know how many times I said that clown up there in the box. Hey, is, I'm yeah. a proud gesture, brother. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you guys all seen, you know, it took a team of people. I, there's no way I could have done that by myself. You know, it took took people and it took hours and it took people – you know, dedicating some time to that away from other things that have been a hell of a lot more fun. But, um, you know, it, it was a cool deal. I, I'm glad we pulled it off, and and I'm excited for what's to come. And I want to go back to this because you said this, and I think it's so true in, in, in what you were able to do. It's probably one of the first times. I mean, I know there's some other people that have done things, but for a truly local show, which FunFest is as local as you can get for us, was broadcast live to people. I mean, that's that's an accomplishment to me because I know how important that is to you. I mean, yes, you can follow Lucas Oil all the time. You can get on Dirt on Dirt and watch all the big races. I'm not knocking that. But there are very few other places where a local event with local drivers was live broadcast the entire weekend. So kudos to you. and. I see Greg Durbin here just, uh, you know, commented that still enjoy going back to the Fun Fest video. Still can't believe his nephew swept the Hornets. And what a weekend <laughs> there because I, I – almost Steve Peden said Fun Fest coverage was just like watching Dirt on Dirt was Steve's comment right there. I know. I, I got a couple messages like that, and it's like, man, like it, you just sat back and it's like – And that ain't bad from a guy that drinks Mick Ultra. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's my thing. Like here lately, he he was working on his beach bot. That's what yeah. he says. And that's been my thing lately. And getting back to you talking about doing this on a, a local level, you know, the past uh, I want to say two years, I've really dedicated all of my time and focus on, uh, you know, on working with Dirt on Dirt and being on this national scene and doing all these big races, but. To this point, I don't know, that fun fest and seeing some of those messages and just some of the people and, and to sit down and look at, at what we did there, it was more rewarding than anything. You know, I've shot World 100s and, and anything you can think of, and it's that moment there was more rewarding than, than any of that. So that was cool. And I think, I, I think the moment for me that it really sold me just how important it was to people, and yes, as Matt said, I spent the entire weekend in a trailer and <laughs> staring at the TV. Well, not um, the entire weekend. <laughs> <laughs> after hours. <laughs> uh, yeah, after the mics. Uh, but uh, I did I did spend my time in there, but I think the, the moment it really struck me, and this may sound silly, but was a rollover competition. When you two got to the winner and his face – I have never seen a human being that excited. He just rolled his car over multiple times. <laughs> but it was genuine, man. He that is he lives for that, and it, it it struck me back to the heart of what you know dirt racing is. Whether you're running a late model or a modified or you know whatever you're running, Hornet, you know the the Crown Vicks were which was the star yeah, of the show. The best, yeah. That's the first um, time I've ever seen people come to the tower. And donate money to the purse of a v- of a race. <laughs> it, it really showed it. I mean, I, I'm I'm telling you, if Tony Stewart is thinking he needs to have the Crown Vic, you know, championship race at Eldora, man, that that is they're the <laughs> most fun group to watch I've seen in a long time. So, but kudos to you, man. I thought it was a a, a heck of an idea, and you did a hell of a job. Well, thanks, man. Like and like I said, it took people to do it. It wasn't all me. You know, it just. It was an idea and and we all rolled with it and you know this local racing is where it's at and and definitely moving forward from now i'm going to really shift a lot of focus to that i'm excited well that's what we've said for over a year now you know local racing is yeah and it's yeah well and i I do have to say this and greg i i see your comment here greg you're 100 percent right Greg Durbin did offer us uh, their Hornets uh, for the Enduro. Good thing we didn't take them. Race he, up. Sean wouldn't have swept them if we would. Well, he them. said, you should have, Dustin, you should have taken me up on taking our cars and racing against Matt because I I may have been able just to, just to throttle the whole field. <laughs> wow. He's so proud of himself. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Zach, I'm going to come back to you. <laughs> yeah, we need to go somewhere else. <laughs> uh, I, you just you just don't know. Again, you've not made laps. I know. That pace truck, man, I had it full tilt. Full 40 mile an hour. <laughs> yeah. You set the cruise and run around that thing. Zach, what, what's the... You talk about this offseason and, and, and as you jump in, getting ready... To, to go what's the offseason look like what do you attack first i mean i know right now you're attacking the woods and and trying to drop some deer but after that's over what do you attack on the race car well we we just invested in a spring smasher so i that's one thing to get smarter on because i don't i know how to turn it on and that's about the extent of my knowledge on that right now so learn learn some stuff with that and heck i don't know this is kind of my honestly this is my first winter where I've had my own car in my own garage, so so it, you can really work on yeah, it and go through it. Because when we bought that car last year, it was I mean it started as a bare frame and was built um, all at Skyler's shop, so I really didn't have my hands on that too much. So this is kind of my first refresh winter, so everything is kind of back to new here. So it's going to be a lot of making sure everything's in the position they're at, calling a lot of people, annoying a lot of people, and just making sure everything's back to right again. And it was a it was a good thing for you to get hooked up with Skyler and those guys over there, man. Because uh, number one, I don't know if there's a better family than the Lewis family, man. They they are so much fun and so supportive of everything that goes on around the racetrack. But uh, I think that was a great thing for you to have that support. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just a one of those things where 
either Skyler or his dad's just a call away, even if it's just a m- little measurement I'm after during the week or uh, needing a door built on a Friday night before possibly my biggest race of the year, you know. So it's they're just having people that are there and uh, willing to help is awesome. What's the goal right now as you sit here and reflect on this year? What's the goal going into next year? I really don't know. I was kind of thinking about this earlier. I we kind of exceeded expectation this year in my own, uh, but we seen kind of seen what we're capable of too. So it's it's kind of up in the air. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm after my first win, and that's to get that at Brownstown is going to be really really difficult. And I I mean that's where I want to win. I, that's where everybody wants to win. Then they can lie to you and say that's not the case, but everybody wants to win at Brownstown. It's the hardest thing around here to do. But if I could get, if I had a chance, especially in that great late model class, oh my man, goodness, yeah. it is. But if I could, I don't care if there's two cars somewhere. If I could stand on the roof somewhere, that's that's my 2020 goal is just to just to taste victory lane one time somewhere. And we got, I mean, we had our Peden got us up at Shady Hill, which I'm not happy about that because he showed up at the last minute and took that one from me. But had, yeah, it was probably a line to get Coors Light, yeah. probably why. <laughs> and uh, here's a plug for Mick Steve. Ultra. What? But he was Coors Light first. I mean, there's not a whole lot of difference between the right. two. They're they both, both coming the tall, skinny can. And they're both water. <laughs> Here's a plug for Steve, too. He wanted me to put this out there for everybody listening. His stuff is for sale. 20K, turnkey, come get it. He wanted me to mention that. So. Does that include a styrofoam cooler full of Mick Ultra and Coors Light? I don't know. There's a lot of pride to be lost on that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I don't want him. I don't want him to lose a chance to sell that <laughs> that equipment. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. And I'm going to ask you this because, I, again, as much as I joke about driving the pace truck, none of us has, have ever sat in that opportunity. You know, well, Ryan has. The the other two here have not sat in that opportunity to to be in a race car. Do you feel like as you as you look towards that in 2020 that your goal is to to get in victory lane? Do you does it motivate you to push a little harder? Or does it worry that you you're gonna like you talked earlier? You got towards the middle and we started playing with setups probably more than we should. Yeah, I, I mean I'm not. You always go for it because if you don't, you get passed. I mean there's so many so many good cars that if you're not if you're not up on the wheel, then it's it's just a bad night. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we raced pretty hard this year. I'm not going to say we we really didn't tear anything up until we started getting slow at the end of the year. So I was proud of that. But we, I don't know. I'm not going to say we're going to push any harder just to try to get a win, but just keep doing the right thing, staying on top of our program. And I think that'll eventually lead itself to where we want to be. Perfect. And, you know, I can tell you right now that there's a five-year-old that's getting in there, in there ready to go to bed that – he really hopes that that first wins at Brownstown Speedway and because that would be his first picture in victory lane and I think that would make his his day if we ever win at Brownstown that that would be the I mean like I said everybody wants to win at Brownstown there's people that race their whole lives and don't have the chance to get a win there so especially in a late model I mean even if it's not a super late model I mean there's there's plenty of people that never get the opportunity to stand in victory lane so and, and Matt may disagree with me on this, but uh, I think you're closer than what you think you are. Well, I, no, I do agree with you on that. And, and I mean, uh, consistency, your opportunity, like I said, to have a year with your car over the winter, you know, to, to really look back on things and, and adjust some things. I think you're close, man. I think you're going to see that here in 2020. And I think when you go through the car, you might find out why you mm-hmm. slowed down at the end of the year. Yeah. There, there was yeah. something moved or different that you didn't realize yeah was that way and i've got a couple of theories from a different racetrack that we went to and kind of got into a skirmish and that didn't help anything because i mean that was about the time that that things started to get bad for us but i'm not gonna say bad i mean that where we ran the end of the year is where i thought we would run all season really so uh like i said we just kind of we peaked a little early and when it come time for the the bigger races we just wasn't we wasn't on our a game for sure now do you really think you slowed down or do you think maybe the rest of the field found some stuff at the end of the year and they sped up a absolutely little bit? i mean and that's another thing with points racing too is up until that point we were kind of we were kind of not taking we weren't tinker tinkering with stuff which is honestly probably what hurt us more than anything mm-hmm. but uh 
I mean, there in the middle of summer. I mean, the the fair race we went out, and I thought we was going to have quick time, which I was really excited about because it paid $100 to Blondie's, which was, like, the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think Isaac nipped us and was one of the last cars out, so I was kind of bummed about that. But, you know, there was 38 cars there that night, and we were second out of 38 cars, so that was kind of... Isaac's hard to battle with on fast time. He, he does that wrong. quite well. You ain't wrong. And I want to give him a, a shout-out, too, because he was... I'll be frank with you. He was going to win second in the points. There's no, I mean, he had, he was better than me right there at the end of the year. He had that bad night at the fair race when we had a pretty good night and allowed us to get ahead. And man, he, he chipped away and got me back. And I don't think we were going to get back around him there at the end of the year. So, and that's another thing is it would have almost been a more satisfying deal if we would have ran third in the points, knowing that that's where we were as opposed to having second kind of handed to us right there. But not discrediting, I mean, Brad and Steve were right there, and they were two races shorter than us, you know. But I, Isaac, Isaac was going to run second, and I'm I'm okay with that, you know. I I understand that. I see the big picture in that, but it's all more motivation to work harder this winter. And I got to give you a huge shout out too, because we got a lot of drivers, and we appreciate all of them that you know throw our logo on their car and their our stickers on their car, I should say. But but you and Jeremy Owens, and Jeremy put us on the on the roof of his car. Um, along with some other sponsors, and we totally appreciate it. But I can still remember it was probably last January. I was at a Jennings County basketball game sitting there, and you came over and sat next to him, and you said, hey, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I got something really big I want to do for Throttled Up next year. And I mm-hmm. thought, okay. And I remember I text Matt right then. I said, oh, boy, just sat down with me and said he's going to do something big. And you sent us that picture, and to see the Throttled Up logo across the deck of your car – I know it probably sounds silly to you, but you have no idea what that meant to Matt and I. The, you know, like I oh said, yeah. we started this thing as as something that we had a passion for to do, and to see drivers appreciate what we're trying to do to help them out and you know support them, and to throw us on there, man, that that meant the absolute world to us. So that's one of the coolest things I've ever seen is our logo going around Brownstown Speedway. I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys were a part of it, and you know, you guys helped me when we blew that motor last year. You guys stepped up and helped me then, and that was kept us going you know so that everything comes full circle i appreciate what you guys do well i'm glad you brought that up too just because i want to make sure that it's still known that because my buddy rob ken will probably be watching i love you rob but uh i did donate one dollar more than you did (laughs) i I can vouch for that too so (laughs) i waited until we went off air with your last your last price that you were willing to give, and I donated one dollar more just to take you off. So, not that that matters, other than Rob and I are both very competitive, and I wanted to make sure that I beat him out. So, I, I want to jump off on another soapbox real quick while we're talking about local drivers, and uh, that is Jordan Weaver not being invited to the Gateway Nationals. There's still so, time, really, right? There is time, but yeah. uh, you know, and I'm, this might aggravate some people, but. Tyler Erb gets an invite to a modified when you got a guy that has traveled all over Indiana and won in several different racetracks and he doesn't get an invite. I think that's uh, that's a little wrong of gateway to do that right there. So I, you know, I would really like to see Jordan get an invite. Absolutely. You know, he's he's been on the show and uh, I think he deserves that. Is Gum the only local guy that's ever attempted it? I know Gotsy kind of attempted it one year. Well, I think. at the time that that Rick got in, it was not an invite situation. Yeah. Okay. There was just a cutoff on. Um, you know, entries. And I think the deal is now is that first year there was just so many people there that um, I feel like they think it took away from the show. They, they, I think the whole invite situation is just so they can, can build a show. Basically they know who they want there. They know who they don't want there. And, you know, I, I see both sides of it. It does, but let's invite the modified yeah, drivers to drive modified. I agree. Let's 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 keep modified drivers to modified. Yes. Just keep late models to late models. Let's let's stick with that. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I see both sides of it, but I do wish they would take into consideration a little more the the local racing and 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 what goes on there. But I mean, he he kind of traveled out beyond. You know, he went about everywhere they race modifieds at, and he did well on about every track mm-hmm. he went to. And I think that needs recognized, and I think he needs that invite, you know, personally. Well, and I'll go back to two, and I and I I love Tyler Herb. I was a guy on here that that you know supported him all season, and I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be special going forward. I know there's a lot of people disagree with me about that, but again, like you just said, he's got his crown jewel events. Yeah, let these guys that 
run modifieds all year long. Let them have their crown jewel to go over there and be a part of something that is invite only. And and like you said, there's there's some really damn good modified drivers here in Southern Indiana, and they deserve that invite and that shot. I mean, I you know I, I spoke out about Weaver, but you know I throw Groomer in there. You know he he travels around, races a whole lot of different places. And, you know he's another one that uh, you know. So that's that's my soapbox. But I just you know I'm aggravated that you know we got some high caliber guys here that are being overlooked to grab a late model driver and put in a modified. Yeah, I agree. Like like I said, I mean, I mean, we've seen Scott Bloomquist in one, and he don't drive a modified right. like he drives a late model. Right. Speaking of Rick Gum, he spun Scott. <laughs> yeah, out, he did. So he did do that. That. Was, that was his highlight moment. But <laughs> it's, tire. It's, it's just uh, planted on top of Ute tire. I see what they're trying to do. I mean, as far as production value, I know that's something that's that's very important. But I think that. But why can't we take this, this media they have at the Gateway Nationals and expose this guy that is right. on the verge of being a big name? Right. They need to take in consideration. There, there is some guys on the verge that that need a shot, and I think that should be part of the invite process and i'm okay i understand what you're saying because there's no doubt when you put an herb or a bloomquist or one of these guys in a modified that doesn't usually run it's just like when we had gum here on the show that was the best story we heard was him putting uh bloomquist up on top of the uke tire but set your invite and make herb a totally different deal right. he's coming but these are the guys i'm going to yeah. invite and it's herb versus the locals. I mean, I, I think that's a great way to go about it because, yeah, I don't think Rick would have wanted Bloomquist not to be in that modified because it was a, an exciting event for him to be there with Bloomquist. Now he may disagree with me now, but <laughs> he is uh, what he is listening tonight. So I mean, uh, I mean, from what I remember, Bloomquist just drove right over the nose of his car. Um, <laughs> it was all Bloomer's fault, um, and so, but. I, I, I do think that there is that value in production and putting on a great show, but these local guys deserve their opportunity as well. All right. Yep. All right, let's pause there for our second round of sponsors. Gilpin Electric and Generator Services is a customer-first company that takes care of all your electric and generator needs. They're your go-to dealer, installer, and generator service company. Don't be stuck without power. During severe weather this year, contact Gilpin Electric and Generator Services on Facebook or call them at 812-953-1261. We've all heard horror stories about insurance companies and insurance agents. Let me tell you about my family's agent, Tommy Taylor. Tommy is an agent at Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance and is a multi-line agent that can keep all your insurance in one place. Why is a dedicated agent so important? When you have the unexpected occur, you'd much rather know the person on the other end of the phone. Contact info for Tommy, 812-372-4483 at extension 2447, or look him up on Facebook at Tommy Taylor, Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance. Don't be another horror story. Stop knocking on wood and relying on a 1-800 number. Trust Tommy Taylor today. Hey, give Brad at Brad Irwin Customs a call for bodies, interiors, fab work, setup, and consulting. With Brad Irwin Customs, you can stick them deeper. Calling today at 812 812- Two one six three nine zero zero. All right, and we are back here at Throttled Up the Podcast, and I will tell you, just there in the uh, commercial break, as we were we were off air, I think uh, I definitely think you're going to want to be able to get access to this Patreon uh, audio only <laughs> after Mike's show because, um, from what I hear, I think there's going to be some pretty good conversations about not only going back to Fun Fest. Uh, and some of the antics that went on there, but also uh, probably a little bit more about the Gateway Nationals and uh, that discussion as well. That's what we call them, antics? <laughs> I, I have no clue what you're talking I about. I know you don't have a clue. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, I'll just go back to what I remember that night is a lot like what... Not much. Oh boy said was, um, you know, there was a worker... And a, and a spectator. That's all I remember. So, going back to... I, I believe I announced Thursday night. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. When I could get over, you're telling everybody to get on and, and buy the, the package. I got sick of hearing that, I'll tell you that. Hey, we had to sell some packages. <laughs> we had to sell a few. And like I said, 
For the first time in your life, you realize how the rest of us feel when we watch uh, Dirt to Media from Brownstown Speedway. Yeah. <laughs> Some clowns got to do it. Yeah. That's why, thank God for the mute button. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, as we, as we look back. I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I really don't know where to go from there. I just took my shot. Um <laughs> That was supposed to be in the after hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're throwing knows? it out early. It, it'll be there too. Who yeah. knows where it goes? Zach, go, okay, let's go back to this year, Zach. What is the <laughs> as I try to as I try to rein everything back in here? Um, the uh, what was the what was the best moment this year for you? Uh, I would say we let. I think we let a couple laps up at Shady Hill. That was pretty cool. Uh, almost making the Mars race. We won a heat race at Brownstown. That, that's the first time I'd won a couple Hornet heat races at Vernon. And I think I might have won one at Brownstown. But, you know, on that, I was excited about that. That was For me, that was a big deal, you know. And so I'd say among those are, was the highlight. I thought it was cool. You and Justin Bowling both won heat races this year. So that's kind yeah. of showing that, uh, you know, the new class of, of, you know, the Indiana Pro Late Model guy, yeah. you know, you guys are moving up and, you know becoming a threat yeah and it's a uh, it's so competitive too i mean oh you guys are if there's 20 cars out on the on the track at the feature time there's 20 cars that could win the feature yeah you yeah. know so that makes it fun too frustrating at times but fun so what's your if that was your high what would be your low this year you think let's see honestly probably there like two weeks ago in the year i think we we started like 13th and ran like 13th and i couldn't i, I was planning trips <laughs> oh, really? postseason trips <laughs> like we're going we're headed off to nebraska this weekend watch how you play oh are you so really that's this cool little or stuff that you don't get to do during the season you mm -hmm. know because that, that's the only bad thing about points racing it's fun it keeps the uh, competition in it but uh man there's just sometimes there's other stuff you want to do well i've told you know i've told friends of mine that that don't understand this thing you know that we're addicted to called racing that you know, I have a job one day a week, but it feels like it occupies more time than yeah. than my my job five days a week does. Because you know, Saturday comes, you know, everybody I know is like, "Hey, let's go do this or go do this," and it's just an option. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to one place, you know, yeah. every Saturday unless it rains. Yeah, you know that we get to be normal when it rains. Yeah, so define normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, like everybody else, we have options to do right. on Saturday night. So yeah, I'm definitely. Um, definitely glad that i've got a little bit of an off season here just to to do those normal things like you said like getting in the car and driving in nebraska yeah. and not for for racing you know or just go out to eat i yeah, mean you, you don't get anything, to do that on a saturday anything. night you know and yeah it's it gets very you know i'll say it like you know you guys points racing is a lot like what what we're doing on on the media side of things it's it's every weekend yeah. it's oh, through yeah. the week and i mean it's it consumes our lives and any chance that I've got to do something other than racing, I'm I'm always taking it. And I had a guy at work that uh, asked me the other day how many times I raced. And I think it was, I think we raced like 22 or 23 times, which really doesn't sound like a lot when you look at what these. I mean, Lucas just put out what a 56 race schedule, but when it's you, like when when you don't have a full team, yeah. When when you're buying the tires every week and doing all that, man, that's 22 races. That's that's a hell of a feat. You I mean, know? it's you, Nikki, and the boys. I yeah. mean, you know. That, Outside you guys are working outside hard. Outside of when yeah. you got the limited help of Staples yes. for that. <laughs> the one-night edition. And, and that was very limited. Yeah. He helped us. I can't believe too. he had to die in there. Yeah. Uh, you were there. Moral support. Whatever. <laughs> a guy gets one roll of duct tape and makes a three and a Z and acts like he's a lettering genius. Hey. She, she actually had to help me with that. Nikki did. <laughs> it got moved, too. But it's, she well, moved it in front of me. I watched her move yeah, it. Yeah, well, we had to move it. It, well, wasn't, it wasn't proportioned right. Well, you couldn't trust whether he'd spell 3Z correctly. <laughs> that was the problem. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, this after hour show is definitely <laughs> going to be worth it. I, I don't just, know how much it costs, but I don't care. Take my money. <laughs> Staples, I'm going to come back to you here. Oh, yeah. Not in good. a shot. Not in a shot. I asked Zach what his favorite moment of the year was. For you. Best moment, yo. We we finished up the racing season here. Best moment of the racing year. Man, I don't know. Every Saturday night, 
you know, I get to do what I've wanted to do since as a kid. So I, it all, it's all good. All right. All right. I enjoy, you know, I got to go down and talk to Greg Johnson again and, uh, you know, he's one of my faves. So that was, uh, that was a, a fun evening there. Ryan. Man, I was just trying to think. I, I don't even. You knew know. he was coming like, to you. This <laughs> year has been such a whirlwind. I mean, I we were talking about you know how many shows like like you graced, and, and I'm sitting here. I, I don't keep track of of anything. I know a lot of guys on the media side will post. Oh, it's race night. You know, fifty or whatever it is, and I have no clue. Like I know I'm over fifty, sixty this year, pretty easy. And there's been a lot of good good moments. Um, you know, there's been a lot of aggravating moments. But I still think right now, like just seeing what we pulled off at Fun Fest was was cool. I mean, yeah. it, it just was it was very cool. I'm gonna have to go back to I'm gonna have to say freezing to death on Friday night. Me and you playing music for the, <laughs> the seven people that come out to listen to us DJ. And there, man, man, it was cold. <laughs> it was so cold. Um, I would I will have to say I think, and I I know this will be controversial, so it's it is what it is, but. I honestly think my favorite moment of the year is is watching what Rick Gum was able to do. And, and this isn't – let the controversy fly. Let the comments come in. That's fine. I don't care what you think he's doing. I don't care what, you know, you question. The fact that mechanically he was able to make the run he was able to until – All but two nights. Late in the year is just yeah. – I don't care. I mean, you watch NASCAR guys every Sunday. You watch IndyCar. You watch the Lucas Oil guys with unlimited budgets that still have mechanical Mm -hmm. failures that take them out of races. And to do that for a year straight, and like you said, even this year, only two nights, to me, leave the controversy aside. I got to give them kudos, man. That That is an impressive, impressive feat. Uh, so I, I got to give a shout out to him. I think that's my moment of the year. And I'll give him give him some prop too. He wasn't afraid to go, go, try other stuff. You know that I've I've never talked to Rick Gum in my life, but I heard overheard him say one night that they made the decision halfway through the year to go ahead and try for the UMP deal, and that was leading them on our off weeks to go race at Vernon. And I mean, I'm that that was cool, and that was one thing that I always noticed when he was there because it when we were over at Vernon too. So I'll give that to him. The go for something you know it's not always the plan i'm not gonna we didn't plan on racing for points this year but you got an opportunity in front of you and he went for it so i'll give him that absolutely and then on the flip side of that when you're talking about points racing you know the fact that as dominant as gum was it came down to nine points two weeks it's zach stalker and him and 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 rick said it to us that that night sitting out there uh, as we were setting up for fun fest he said the boy made me race my ass off the last couple of weeks in order to, you know, get this track championship. And and Rick had said, you know, he had some things he wanted to try and see how they worked, but he had to jump into just worrying about racing and being consistent because of the pressure Zach put on him. So when you talk about maybe one of the most dominant seasons or year and a half um, in racing, but you talk about it was a nine-point championship battle is – crazy well coming into championship night it was only two points absolutely and zach was ahead you know coming into that night zach was leading by two points and so i I mean that to me i know that there's a a lot of of controversy and people like to talk and they think they know all the answers and that's that's okay that's part of this game that's part of racing but i've got to step back and respect both what zach stalker did and what rick gum did over this season I agree hundred percent. I mean, it's, uh, I can't imagine the, the aggravation that, that Zach has had this year. I mean, to run second every week and, and, you know, I know people, you know, that well, he got, he, he did win. Yeah. I mean, Zach got a yeah, I mean he's, he's yeah. had a feature win and stuff, but literally to run second all year long and, and, um, you know, I can't imagine the frustration there. It's gotta be just, it's insane. But the thing is, like you said, just the fact that it, he gave Rick that much pressure. I mean, that's something to be proud of. Me and him talked in the pits one day, and, and uh, I reminded him of all his consistent second-place finishes that if Rick wasn't there, they'd be calling him all those things that oh, they were yeah. calling Rick. Yeah, he would have won He would have won all the races. He, yes. At that point, he would have won more races than Rick, I guess. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he had that one win. So 
yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing. You know, he was second every week. So, and I told him that. I said, if, if Rick wasn't here, they'd be calling you all yeah. that they're calling him. And I know the frustration comes out, and I agree with you. I can't imagine that that frustration that you feel. But I will also give Zach and his dad a lot of credit. You know, that one day I talked to him in the pits, and, and his dad looked right at me and said, if Rick Gum wasn't here, he wouldn't be the driver he is right now. The, what he, what Rick forced Zach to do over the last year improved him exponentially to be better because you can't take a night off. You can't come in, you know, not doing your homework prior to it. You can't come in and not race your hardest because if you do, he's going to make you look dumb. And, and I think Zach has pushed to another level because of what Rick has forced him to do. Well, it, it made Zach get better, but it also make, made Rick get better because, like you said, Rick realized I got to keep trying like I'm trying, or the you know the boy's going to get me. Absolutely. So. I think that speaks to like the overall competitive competitiveness of the classes of Brownstown too. I mean, like you said, anybody can run. I mean, top ten cars have got a chance to win at some point in the night. So that I think that goes through every class too. Oh, I agree with that, and I, I will say. Obviously, pure stocks were what they were. Super stocks, that is a, I mean, that we've talked about. That's a throw a blanket over them class and see what happens. The crate late models, that's another one where, you know, that can be a shakeup of anybody any night and, and depending on who's there. And um, it is, and even modifieds now, you know, as you as you get away from the Devin Gilpin years and the modified, I mean, that's, that's a group that is every night is extremely competitive as well. And, and look at the modified drivers that we had show up at Brownstown this year, you know, with Will, Will Krupp, you know, Nick Hoffman, you know, Nick, Nick would come and, you know, race two classes. David Strimmy. Tyler Nicely. Which I will say I did appreciate Strimmy's video that he put out about, and I'm not saying I agree with him. I wasn't there. I don't know what happened, but I appreciated a guy that, didn't just leave he at least put out a video and said this is my side yeah. of the story again nothing it's portsmouth not saying that what he said was right but i thought he was professional to the most part of what he said and this is why i'm leaving and why i'm pulling out yep. well he was taking heat for that and then like because that was i don't remember it came out on facebook that he was leaving because of tech and he was getting blasted for it and then as soon as that video came out i didn't see anything else no about it, it just it stopped, stopped everything it. he made it black and white i mean yeah. this is why i'm leaving yeah and I, and I can under and I, like I said, I wasn't there. I don't know what they were asking. I don't know what the issues were. But I think any driver that, if what he's saying is true, has been asked two and three times to change something, and you change it, and then you constantly are getting hampered with it. At some point, it's it, you're better off to load everything up and just go back home. Yeah. I got to give a shout out to um, Kyle Cummins. We had four sprint car races, you know, two of them during FunFest weekend, and Kyle was undefeated at Brownstown Speedway. But also undefeated at Hobstock. Yes. I mean, you talk about a guy that had a year like none other. Yes. Don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying what you're saying with what he did at Brownstown. That's a feat in itself. But then you match it up with he also was undefeated at Hobstock this yes. year. Dude's on a, on a rail, man. That's unreal. But it seems like, you know – We've said this a hundred times, you know, Brownstown was built for a late model and we all know that, but for a sprint car guy to show up and figure it out the way Kyle has figured it out, I mean, that's a, that is a team that has sat down and done homework, done research and, and it was built for a late model, but man, it puts on a good sprint. Oh, show. it does. But it you know, does. you know, we all, we all know that, you know, that's what that, you know, Hopstop was built more for a sprint car. Oh, hundred percent. And I know Ryan and I, and I, I'll give the credit to Ryan right now. When we were in the trailer, there was a sprint show started. And as dominant as Brady Short looked early, and he was going to get a start right there on the outside, I said, I don't know that it, I don't know that anybody can catch Brady. He's outside of the row. He's going to take off. He'll run the high side like he always does. And Ryan said, he goes, if anybody can, Kyle Cummins can. And proof came out. Yep. He still ran him down and, and did it. So, I mean – um, I just can't imagine. You talk about, again, I talked about Gum earlier, but you talk about an amazing year. Undefeated at Hobstad, undefeated at Brownstown. Yep. That is a, that's a ridiculous year. And also um, getting to call the uh, sprint car backflip in turns three and four would probably be a highlight of my uh, <laughs> my year this year. That's That would probably be a once-in-a-lifetime call because I'd never seen anything like that. I haven't either. I got a lot of views, too. That, that was big time <laughs> there. I, I remember shooting that, and that went on speed shift, actually, and – um, I text the guy that on speed shift. I'm like, hey, um, 
we got a sprint car backflip tonight. And he's like, what? Like, yeah. Huh? So he's seeing it. He's like, oh, wow, that's 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 good. Yeah. Like, that's what we we need, that kind of stuff. And it, it was just one of those moments. It's like it happens and, and everybody's like. And everything like, fell in place. Yeah, and it's like silent for a minute. And it's like, wow. Like I'm super proud I did get to call that because, like I said, I'll yeah. probably never, ever see that again. So. All right, we're we're at about fifty minutes. Can we can we take a second here before we jump off here and go to our after the mic show? And can we talk about the Crown Vic class just for a second? I know we alluded to it earlier. Uh, I'm gonna say if you are interested at all about trying to do this thing called dirt track racing and don't want to jump in with a lot of money, that is where you need to go. I, because Chris Workman that won both of those features, you know, on FunFest said twenty eight hundred dollars. You're in, and, and I like, ha- in good in too. Yeah, not, that's not yes. just in. You're you're yeah. the, the competitive, car that's in victory lane. In. Yeah, and I have to say, it may have been the worst production content from the, oh, the production trailer because <laughs> I, Ryan and I were in tears trying to watch it and switch cameras because it was the most entertaining thing that yeah. I have ever seen. I mean, we had obviously we had Nathan <laughs> up top and Andy was in the the infield and we're you know trying to direct them. It's like you know what, like this just. There's we can spin, spin here. There's a spin there. There's a spin here. Well, I, I think, like I said during the, the, you know, it was a Joey Chitwood thrill show because everywhere you look, somebody was spinning out. Somebody was ramping off the corners. I mean, it was entertaining. And, and at the same time, I'm getting, which my wife was at home with the boy watching it live on Dirt to Media, and I'm getting texts from her about your comments when you said, <laughs> she's like, I can't believe Staples just said, if this isn't entertaining, you don't know what entertainment is. And I'm like, but it's the great. This thing I've ever seen. I mean, it was unbelievable and great racing. And I mean, those guys, I love the delayed yellow. I love the fact that they're back on the gas trying to get the car. And they're so trained that as soon as they spin out, they're already trying to right themselves and go. Oh, absolutely. There is no, I'm going to bring out a caution. You know, that class is definitely going to grow moving forward. And I hope that they can keep. You know, obviously, over time, rules are going to get bent and broken, and and you know, everybody's looking no. for that edge. But I guess they've already <laughs> no. caught they've already caught two guys that were asked to yeah. leave the little group yeah. there. And so. I, I hope they can keep that class under you know in control for for several years here. Yeah. Just just let guys have fun. Let's have some entertainment, and I don't know. I love well, it. I, I'm I'm all for it. Oh, and yeah. I love what you just said with the rules because I'll go back to what Jamie Wilson said here on the show when he said. Man, you give us wheelbarrows. The second week, we'll modify our wheelbarrows to be faster. <laughs> he said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what we race. Give us a week, and we'll modify them to make them better. Well, so. the first guy that ever cheated was the guy about the second car, you know, in history. <laughs> so, Absolutely. You know. So, Zach, before we, before we jump off here and we jump on the After the Mic show, why don't you throw out your sponsors for this year? Thank anybody you want to thank. Um, and uh, then I got one more question here to follow up. Okay. Uh, first off, I want to thank my mom and dad. Uh, Dad's going through a little bit of a tough time. He actually had a heart attack yesterday, but he he muscled up and he's home tonight. So uh, I gotta thank them for everything that they do. Uh, just support a lot of support from them. Uh, obviously, thank Skyler and his family. They do they do and help a lot. Uh, the Wilhite family. They give me. I mean, I don't have a lot in my shop yet. Build a new shop, so I kind of steal stuff from their shop a lot, and I appreciate it. Uh, Nikki, she deals with my attitude a lot because I'm very moody. I experienced that next 100 <laughs> weekend. I can get very moody when it comes to my race car, and she she's a champ with that. Uh, Scott Clippinger, that night we raced with the Mars race. Uh, it kind of helped turn ahead there, and that led to some tires from him for the Bowman. So, you know, that's, I appreciate him doing that. Uh, my Uncle Dale, he helps me out a lot. Brandon Reed, Tim Bailey. Uh, I want to thank you guys for everything that you've done. Uh, Dirt 2 Media for getting races out there for us and letting family see that not always able to make it. Uh, RWM, Brad Barrow, I appreciate everything he does for me. Uh, Relic Killer Designs, always getting me good-looking cars. Beck Automotive, uh, Hoosier Machine, that's Randy Routier. Uh, Tory Routier is his son that runs into Pure Stocks. and I think he, given him... A little more time, I think he can be up there racing with Stalker I, I, and Gum. I, I think. agree. Uh, think my work, liquid waste removal. They uh, they jumped on board late within the year with a barrel of fuel that really helped me out. Uh, Ramon excavating and trucking as Tommy Ramon, uh, Travis Kern racing engines, uh, Mark and Jamie Schaefer, 
man, they've how many years have they done this series now? I mean, it's been a good while. A long they, time. They yeah. give structure to this crate deal, and they take so much crap. And I appreciate. I mean, they without them, I mean, would we have a, a crate series? I mean, it, we would have weekly racing, yes. Yes, but, but a series, I. But their structure. And God, I, that, that makes it so much easier to show up Saturday night knowing what your format is. Because, like, when we went to Shady Hill and race, I'm not dogging anybody, but we didn't know when hot laps were. We didn't know anything that was going on. And, like, I think we hot lapped and had our driver's meeting. Like, it's just <laughs> weird stuff, you know? And you don't, you race at Brownstown, so you don't, you just. A, you don't have appreciation for it because you don't see what other places are like. Yeah, so. you, you just expect it because it's what exactly. it is the norm at Brownstown. Yeah, and I I think everything that they do for the series, and then uh, I think Masterbuilt Race Cars and Tater, he he helps me out a lot. He's he's been on the horn for me, and uh, I think he can can help me get back on track this winter. So I I think them a lot. Well, here's what I want to throw out to you, brother, and and I mean this wholeheartedly. Um, I know that that. Matt has to stay unbiased because of being an announcer. I don't, which is the greatest thing ever. Um, you are one of my favorites. You are, you've been on the show, you know, several times. You've always, you know, helped take, take care of us as well and push our stuff. Um, and I just want to say this. This is the last thing I want to follow up. Guys, if you are someone listening that's got a business and you are looking for a young race car driver that's going to work his tail off and is going to be there you know promoting your stuff all the time zach is a guy to reach out to man if you don't know how to get a hold of him get a hold of us through throttled up get a hold of me through my facebook page i will push you over to zach um this is a young guy that is looking for people to help him get to victory lane in 2020 and and zach uh i hope that we can be there uh obviously when you uh when you experience that first victory lane and if there's anybody that can help this guy out i'm telling you uh just go back and watch that mars race uh in august from brownstown speedway and watch that how close he was to making a super race and i just want to say this going back to that the only crate that showed up and attempted it uh, that night. yeah i'm gonna say that too because i remember the first time i messaged you and i said hey chris tilly just threw out hundred dollar bonus for the best finishing crate and you said, yeah, but you got to make the show. And that's when we started our whole game plan that we were going to get you there. Um, and, and and we got him there. We did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> and, but but you're, you're one spot away from making it, and no other crate was there that night. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, man, if you're a guy that's looking for – if you've got a business, you're looking to sponsor something, you want your, your car at the biggest events – Here's a guy who was the only crate car to show up in a Mars Super Race and say, I'm not afraid to take the chance to be there. And um, and if you do go back and watch that race, the lettering job, he has much <laughs> more professional lettering jobs every other time than what the duct tape was that night. Well, that's what I was going to say. If you do jump on him there, his car always looks good. You know, everything, you know, your, your car does always look good. Oh, it looks awesome. Halfway through the year, you put the orange numbers on, and, and I think that made it pop even more. So, you know. It's not going to be some just throw together letter job to get a sponsor on there too. So you know your your sponsor is going to look good. I appreciate it, guys. So, all right. Well, we're going to finish up here, Ryan. Anything else from you, man? Nothing I can think of. Do you want to go through the Roku channel instructions for anybody <laughs> watching? Yeah, it's it's been very cool to have that Roku channel. It really is, and and I know that some people have had a couple issues trying to get get it all set up it's a little bit of a process because follow a, the instructions right. it, it's a private <laughs> channel so that adds to the instructions um that's the only way we can make it happen is through a private channel because it's way too expensive to go public and if you follow the directions like exactly like read every word read every line we found that it works so I just want to thank you for coming on before you left for your sound engineering job. Yeah, so. I know. I, I got a busy. Um, oh, man. I, sounds the, like I got a busy winter ahead. The <laughs> money he will have rolling in oh, come yeah. March or April. <laughs> Who knows? I, I Again, thank you for blessing this studio with the oh, opportunity yeah. to have you here. So, All right. Well, Zach, man, we love you. We appreciate you. Good luck over the winter. Um, if we can do anything to help, don't hesitate. Again, if you want to sponsor the O-Boy oh 3Z uh reach out to zach reach out to us we'll get you in contact with him and thanks everybody for watching don't forget head over get yourself signed up for the uh throttled up fan club at our patreon page 
um, patreon.com slash APR Media Studios. And uh, we're getting ready to go off the mics here for a little bit, and uh, that'll be posted tomorrow uh, only for fan club members. So thanks, everybody.